Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Little, uh, little smackdown action for you gonna get into that in a uh, little bit here welcome welcome and thank you thank you everybody who's downloaded this episode of the taz show the podcast version i appreciate it maybe you've downloaded it at uh, the itunes the grand high exaltic mystic ruler of the podcast area of platforming that's itunes maybe you downloaded it at spotify thank you for that or tune in thank you Radio.com Jones, maybe on that app, maybe on the uh, <coughs> TazShow.com. You could have done it there, Taz Show Schnabitz. Yeah, whatever you did, you downloaded the show. I appreciate you, kids. You know, whenever I'm doing a podcast where I'm not in the studio doing a live version of the Taz Show, I've been tinkering around with my good friend Bazanji, who you heard do my open and does my clothes for, gee whiz, I think all 500 episodes of the Taz Show and counting. <laughs> but doing some tinkering, doing a little business with the Bazanji. You guys saw he put out a tweet the other day. He said he's working on something special for yours truly. Well, he was working on it, and he's done. And we got it. Nelly Nelly. Yes. (laughs) Oh, we got it. And I'm wondering what to do with this little doodad that Bazanji had put together for yours truly. It's perfect for what I want to use it for and what I mentioned to him to use it for, that I wanted to use it for an open, a new open, for when I'm doing straight podcast Jones, when I'm not doing a live Taz show. Should I let you guys hear it? I, I guess I should. I mean, gee whiz, before I get talking about uh, the big news we saw on Raw with Stephanie McMahon talking about the Royal Rumble, and before I get into talking about unfortunate stuff with Dean Ambrose and talking about SmackDown and talking about me being, uh, well, jumping the gun a little bit too quick today, but it wasn't my fault. The news was supposed to drop, and it didn't. Sad Jones. But put all that aside, I wonder if I should let you kids hear the new gimmick that I think we're going to use when I'm just doing a podcast as an intro, as opposed to the original intro you just heard. Oh, what the hell? Three, two, one, here we go. I want the world, yeah, I want the world, yeah, I want it all, said I want the world, yeah, I want the world, I'm coming to get it, don't care what you heard, don't care what you heard, I'm taking it all, cause I want the world, yeah, I want the world, yeah, I want the world, it's the best in the game, best in the biz, 
about that time and you know what it is Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth Never gonna lie, never gonna lose Always on top, keeping it steady He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready He got the suplex, breaking your back Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz <laughs> Man! Lordy me, that's hot Good gosh I know a bunch of you sitting there like Lordy B, homeboy kicking ass. Yes, I have to say, I humbly say, I helped Bazanji put that together. Just gave him some tidbits. Let's be honest. All of the talent is in that young man's creativity and his voice and his mind and his heart. So I just gave him a little bit of a couple little uh, tidbits where I'd like to go. And he went there, kids. And it was phenomenal. Mm-mm-mm. I hope you guys like that. That was pretty cool. So you might hear more of that in the very near future. So uh, that's uh, that goes without saying. A um, lot to cover in this podcast here. I'm going to just give you a free, free, uh, free music, Jones. And uh, I got to uh, take care of a little business here. Speaking of music, uh, three, two, one, here we go. All right, as you guys know, support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. You know I love me some Rocket Mortgage by Quicken. Yeah, see, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And the best part, it's simple. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, you better get on this. Because with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence that you need to make an informed decision. So simple, so easy. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lended, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. That is Rocket Mortgage. So, all right. Uh, let me put the wrestling stuff on pause for a sec. So, okay, earlier today, today being Tuesday, in the morning, I don't even remember what time that we tweeted it out, but um, I made mention, it had to be before 12 noon, because I know I had a conference call at 11 a.m., and I know that I tweeted that bad boy out. I'm not looking at Twitter right now. I know I tweeted that out before the conference call. So... Big Shot Jones, Conference Call City. Yeah, exactly. So here's the deal. All right, look. I talked to my boss, my main boss, not Pimento. Again, above Pimento. And he said, I said, yo, is the news dropping? I emailed him. News dropping today. Replies. Rapido, he replies. Yes, early in the afternoon. Awesome. Thank you. I said, please don't make me look like a jabroni. Let's make sure it gets out. He replies, what's a jabroni? I didn't reply to that. So, uh, but, to, but to answer him, a jabroni is what they made me look like today. Yeah, uh, so there you go. <laughs> so the news was supposed to get out. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> um, I can't tell you. I'm not allowed. I'm uh, hearing that it definitely will be tomorrow, meaning Wednesday. So keep an eye to the social media. Um, I, I want to get a little deeper into, so here's the thing, right? This is, I think, I think a lot of you folks are going to be very happy 
um, with the the news that comes out. Okay. Um, Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I always get to that point where I'm like, "Doomp!" I just hit a wall because I don't know what I should say about it. See, the Taz show, the Taz show. Um, if anyone thinks that the, the Taz show's disappearing, uh, that's false. If anyone thinks that any it, that that's that's not the case, and you'll see tomorrow that it's not. Um. Like I mentioned in the past, there's some other opportunities that I was uh, that, that that they put in front of me that I've been sitting on for a while, and some things that the company was hoping I would say yes to, and and it's awesome opportunities. I thought it through with my family, um, and uh, and stuff like that. Uh, let's just put it this way: I'm going to be a busy man in 2018. That's all I can tell you on this Tuesday, December 19th. Tomorrow, when the bag's out of the cat and the couch's out of the bag, I'll tell you, because you'll know, but then I'll explain in more detail. Um, some of you might be confused when you read the news right away, but uh, don't be confused, because it's just, uh, I'll explain it in full on a podcast, uh, or in Twitter, or maybe a Facebook Live something. You guys know I do my damnedest, damnedest, I say, to talk to you people, and explain it to you. I'm going to be busy in 2018. That's the good news for me. The good news for you is if you enjoy my content, you'll be very happy in 2018. The other good news, not good news, but great news for you people. It ain't costing you a dime. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. No subscription stuff. None of that jazz. Any of my content. That's, from what I understand, it's not going to cost you nothing. Now, maybe that changes in six months. I, I'm joking. I hope I'm joking. No, I think I am joking. Uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that because that's not really true. I don't know what just made me say that. Sometimes I just say things. Yeah, no, it, nothing's going to cost you anything. So, um, you know, that that's, there'll be some changes than what you guys were used to, you know, for all, for all these episodes of, of the 500. <clears throat> um there'll be some changes there, but, but I think you're going to be happy. I think, I hope so. Anyway, if you're not happy, you know, I know what to tell you. I mean, um, I have a career to worry about. I have a family to worry about, just like you guys have jobs to worry about. So, you know, anybody who doesn't like what they hear, I'm sorry. Then just move on, uh, you know, go in peace, take care. I don't know what to say. I mean, seriously, like this is business, you know? Um, I'm, I'm just, you know, to my own fault sometimes, I'm very open and honest with you guys about how my career, what I'm doing with my career for the most part in the Taz show, because I feel we all built this together, the We Over Nation, and that's not a gimmick or, uh, or nothing like that. For me, that's a legit thing. Um, I believe in it, and uh, it's all good in the hood, so I'm, I'm happy as a pig and poopy, as they say. As a pig and shit pile, yes. So uh, that's the deal. So... Tomorrow you'll hear it. So um so that's the deal. So let me let me get talking about wrestling. Someone bitches about their free lunch, so I better get moving here. Otherwise it'll be like, oh, I want to hear more about wrestling. You want to talk about wrestling? Shut up. Shut up. Anyway. All right. So we heard this like uh, big news on Raw last night where um all a lot of the ladies were in the ring and fighting and all this whatever was going on and Stephanie I saw it, she come out. Stephanie McMahon come out, cut a promo, and she got right into it. She did not waste time. 
<clears throat> old business Jones. She got in the ring, went right to it, and um, basically, bottom line, you guys know the deal. She dropped the news that uh, that the first the Royal Rumble be the first ever all female, you know, Royal Rumble match, and it's great. It's great for wrestling. It's more importantly, it's great for women's wrestling, um, and for young girls that are looking to come up to be wrestlers. That's great for them. For moms and dads of of that are parents uh, of female wrestlers now, they they, they got to be so proud to hear that. For guys that are married to women that are professional wrestlers or going out with women, or maybe you're a woman going out with a woman. I mean, who knows? That you got to be proud of your significant other if she is a professional wrestler right now, even if she is not in the WWE, because <clears throat> this is good for wrestling, for women's wrestling in general. Even if you're not in WWE, this is a good thing. This is another wall down. I, 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 I um, I'm not by. That's the wrong word. I dig it when WWE sells it that way because it's not a sell job. It's the truth. It's a, it's a big deal. Walls breaking down. They, they, they're on a, um, on a mission to really pull vote the female competitors in the company, the talent, and they should. They should. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's great. I think it's great evolution for the business, and it's great for women's wrestling, and I'm all happy about it. Now, I tell you, I, I think some of you people might have noticed. I noticed it right away, and I think some of you guys noticed. I saw a couple of tweets, but when uh, Stephanie came out, you know, she, she when she got in the ring and she cut a promo, I got to tell you, I think the bulk of those girls, the bulk, B-U-L-K, were not aware what was about to go down. I think that they were caught by surprise in a good way which is smart if that is what Stephanie and the WWE did because as I talk about at nauseum here, you know, you want to do that as much as you can to get that organic reaction either from your announcers or from the talent in the ring. This is a promo, so it's not like anyone's getting physical, so you don't have to worry about anybody getting hurt by blindsiding them with some kind of an angle or whatever. Uh, that's not good to surprise people with. Just, that's how you get hurt, but... This was a promo, and I think what Stephanie did, I think she did shock a lot of those women. You could see the face on so many of the, the girls in the ring. They were like, what? <laughs> you know, happy, though. They were super happy, and it was cool. It was a great moment, and they even went on uh, SmackDown on Tuesday, and they, they um, I think they showed a pretty cool package covering it, and Charlotte Flair talked about it. It was, it was very cool. It was you know, WWE's doing that the right way. And and uh, I would assume that Stephanie is basically at the helm handling all of that business there. And, and it's good stuff, man. It works. Um, I, like I've said before, you know, I remember years ago during that whole Divas deal and so much good talent. So many of those Divas, they were hardworking females and uh, uh, talented uh, girls, That, but so many of them weren't allowed to really go out and they were eye candy, and it was unfortunate. It was, uh, you know, it, we live in a different world now, as you guys know, which is good. It's a better world uh, in that regard. So it's good to see that uh, women are uh, handled as athletes and performers, just the exact same when, way as the guys are. And quite frankly, some of these, some of the women, women competitors in WWE are better than some of the guys. So, and that's a shoot right there. So. Uh, you know, I, I think it's great, man. I think it's great. Uh, I really do. So um, I, I enjoy it. 
I don't, I know in all the shows I've done, the live Taz shows and all of you guys that have called my show and talk about wrestling with me, uh, when you do call, uh, or interaction on Facebook live or on uh, Twitter, I've always seen like you guys, I mean, I tip my cap to you guys cause you, you, as an audience, my audience always super respectful towards the, the women wrestlers. It was always like talking about either their work rate or a move they did or how good they sold or bumped or this or a storyline they're in or, hey, they're not pushing her this way. They should be doing it. It was, wasn't was like, oh, wow, what, that one, what a great body on her. Oh, man, is she hot? Like it was none of that, which is great. And and it, it was like, I don't know, I never even thought of that until just now as I'm over here recording this podcast. I'm like, wow, you know, it's not just the way WWE is properly portraying women wrestlers. But it's the audience, you guys, men and women, that respect the the women competitors the exact same way as you guys you guys respect the guys, and you should. And that's great. It really is. And and um I'm happy about that. And I think it's cool and uh and it's just good. It's just good, it's just the way it should be. So great news right there for WWE and big announcements. Hopefully that the Royal Rumble match goes off great. A lot of scuttlebutt and wondering. People are wondering, well, is this the time here where Ronda Rousey shows up? You know, is that what's going to happen? Well, I would think that's a pretty good chance of that going down, wouldn't you think? I mean, if she's ready, I would think she's somewhat ready to do something. Tell you what, if she's in it, she's got to win that some bitch. She's got to win it. <laughs> she's got to win that thing. Just like I was told in 2000. Well, if I put you in the Rumble, you got to win. <laughs> well, I didn't win the Rumble because I wasn't in it. <laughs> but I was told if you're in it, you got to win it. And I wasn't in it. I should have said, you know what, Vince? Gee whiz, put me in it. I'll just win it. <laughs> I didn't do that. I wrestled Kurt Angle, that is. If that is his real name, which it is. But um, so Ronda Rousey, so we'll see. I mean, will she be um, Will she be in that Raw Rumble? That could be, uh, that could go down. I mean, Lord knows they have so many talented girls on both rosters and on NXT, and you know, as you guys know, they brought up uh, six—you know, six girls recently, three on each each brand. Raw and SmackDown, so that's another six females added. So you got some good talent, you know, running around there already. Besides the ladies that are in, you know, NXT like Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and uh, you know, uh, it's just so much, so much good talent there. Um, uh, you know. Eh. We'll see what happens. I mean, uh, I think a lot of people, I think I talked about this last podcast or the previous one. I can't remember. So that's a tough thing when you do these podcasts. It's tough, tougher to remember when, like when you do a daily show, it's every day. So I could forget more every day as opposed to a couple times a week. I guess that came out wrong. But um, yeah, no, I think a lot of folks are looking to see if what goes on, maybe they do something with Ronda Rousey and uh, Asuka. So that should be interesting. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I think uh, if they did, it'd be cool. Not just as a draw and someone who maybe could definitely uh, take away in storyline that undefeated streak by Asuka, but um, Asuka, this is the thing you won't hear about, but Asuka is a talented enough professional to help a greener girl get through a match the right way and get her over like Ronda Rousey. No matter how tough Rousey is and her success in UFC and her success in judo and, and all, it doesn't matter. You still got to be able to apply that craft once you get in that ring, and you need veterans to help you. So uh, if, if she was in an angle or storyline with Asuka, 
Oscar's definitely a pro enough to help her. Even though there's a language barrier, trust me, she can help her. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's a language barrier. I can assure you of that. Um, so we'll see. It's, it's good news. It's good stuff for WWE. Like I said, with this Royal Rumble thing for, for with, with all women, I think it's great. And uh, I tip my cap. Good job. And c- congrats to all involved there. Like I said, if you're a female that you're not in WWE, you should be happy about this. I know most of you guys maybe want to get to WWE. If you are a wrestler and you listen to this, you got to just keep plugging away. You got to be patient. You know that. It's just the business is tough. You know, it's tough mentally sometimes more than physically. But um, and speaking of physically, well, it is tough physically, and uh, you know Dean Ambrose unfortunately is living that right now because Tuesday night I believe he had a surgery. It was going into for an exploratory surgery on a, t- a triceps potential injury or tear. So they were checking. They want to go in there and check it out. Now, when you're listening to this right now, the news might be out or the details of what exactly his injury is, the tear, if there's a tear, whatever. I, you know, like this is not. Uh, the news, as I'm recording this, the news is not out. <laughs> Otherwise, I would tell you, you know, but, but I don't know what that is because I'm recording this now. So, but I could t- talk to you for a few seconds about um, about tricep injuries and bicep injuries, you know, and and I've talked in the past about bicep injuries. I've torn my bicep um, before pretty severely, and um, it sucks when you tear a tendon. So a bicep, just like a tricep, is a tendon, big tendon in your arm. So the bicep, uh, for in layman's terms, the bicep's the front of your arm and the tricep's the back of your arm. So uh, not that the tendon's there, but that's where the muscles are. The muscle and the bicep is basically the front and the tricep's kind of the back. Again, that's a layman's. This is not a doctor here. I'm just kind of spitballing what you're explaining. Now, you tear your tricep, um, that's a problem. That's your, I've never torn my tricep, but I've torn my bicep. <clears throat> I know they're equally as painful, and the healing process takes months. Um, if you don't have surgery, it takes months of rehab, and you, you never have full strength in your arm again. Uh, like me, I that's my issue with my bicep because I tore it uh, from the shoulder down. So you could tear like your bicep from the, either the shoulder, meaning the top, and it can roll down, or you could tear it from the bottom, the crook of your arm, and it can roll up. Now, so with this tricep thing here, I got to be honest, I'm not, you know, trying to diagnose Daniel Bryan, and I can assure you that, but this much I would assume, just because I've had a lot of injuries and surgeries, so from experience, if they're doing a exploratory surgery to check if he has a torn tricep or what type of tear he might have, frankly, I think that's good news for Daniel, uh, I'm saying Daniel Bryan, I think I said Daniel Bryan, I meant Dean Ambrose, if I said Daniel Bryan, I apologize, chair shots, Dean Ambrose, um, if, the, you know, if it's true what they're saying, and they did this exploratory surgery, I, I'm under the assumption that's a good thing, because they're, they're trying to see the severity of the tear in his tricep, if any, now, you don't have to be a doctor. If you're an athlete or work out with weights and know a little bit about muscles and tendons and all this good stuff, when you tear your tricep, you kind of know, I can assure you. Like, you know. Uh, just like the bicep, it's the same type tendon. And I'll tell you what, when, when I tore my bicep, it hurt like a son of a bitch. I mean, I'm talking ultra pain for a long time. And you really can't move your arm very well, and it just, um, the tendon just rips. You know, like, there's no, like, gray area. Like, well, maybe it's torn, 
eh, maybe I have a little bit of a no. No, you know, <laughs> like you, you don't need to be a doctor. You don't need to be an Olympic athlete. You just know that you, it's just not normal. So I'm assuming with Dean, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe he has a slight tear. Maybe he has a rip in the tendon. And that's why they're doing an exploratory surgery. I believe, again, don't quote me on this because I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure an exploratory surgery is basically another word for a, a scope, as you would call it, uh, you know, I've had several scopes on my knees, you know, um, I've had one on my shoulder. So, you know, when they go in with a, like a microscope uh, and they make a hole in your body, like a little small hole, and they put the instrument in there and they could see on a computer and it's all fun. It's like uh, it's like playing Xbox, but different. So, um, so yeah, that that's, so I'm thinking that if they're doing exploratory surgery on my man, that maybe Dean is not that bad. That's what I'm hoping for him. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I mean, the information is going to drop. Uh, it's probably dropped already, as I said, as you guys are listening to me right now, <laughs> record this podcast. So, um, so dealers, when I, um, uh, I'm going to go to break here in a second. I'll just have a break. I'll get into talking about SmackDown a little bit. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, it's good. the weather's getting nasty, especially in the Northeast here. So it's time to make sure that your vehicle's safe, guys. You know the deal here. You're looking for better traction and better control this season for all seasons on the road? Well, then you better get yourself some Kumo tires. Yep, for an exceptional ride and reliable ride, Kumo will get it done for you. Kumo tires keeps you on track with the greatest engineered and ultra-high-performance feel you're going to get in your vehicle for your journey. Again, the engineering of these tires is special. So choose your tire and find your local dealer at KumoTireUSA.com. That's K-U-M-H-O TireUSA.com. KumoTireUSA.com. Kumo Tire. Better always. So there you have it. All right, guys, on that note, we're going to go to break. Other side of break here on the Taz Show, we'll get talking uh, about some SmackDown stuff. And that's the deal. Taz Show, sit tight. All right, guys, we're back here on the Taz Show. I'm going to get talking about SmackDown here in a second. First, I'll let you know that support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand that the home plays a gigantic role in your life and family. That's why they created such a simple thing like Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that confidence that you need, guys, when it comes to getting a home or, or, or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's simple. It's easy, as you know. Okay. No matter if you are on your first home, second, third, tenth, whatever, they give you a simple online transparent process that makes life a little simple for you during that stressful time of looking to get a home. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Uh, that's equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Asset Access.org number 3030. There's your rocket mortgage. That's right. That's right. So um 
So some things on uh, some things on SmackDown, you know, uh, that jumped out to me. I, that was a good show. I mean, you know, the, the Christmas uh, gimmick schnabitz, the you know, the whole silly goose stuff, you know, bouncing around, and you got the Rusev running around, a Santa. I don't even know what um, uh, English was. I don't even know what he was dressed up. I didn't listen to a lot of it. It's like when he sings, I laugh. I like when he sings. I like I like the Rusev Day shirt. I like when Rusev says Rusev Day. Um, the pancake stuff with the new day, I don't get it. I don't even find it funny. Um, I don't. The whipped cream, I don't find that funny either. Um, sorry. Uh, I don't even know what new day was dressed as. Again, I was halfway listening. So I was on the phone with one guy, then I was texting another guy. I'm watching halfway. I'm like, ah, what are we doing? Stop, please. I, I don't care about this. I, you know, I understand. You know, maybe the little kids like, you know, Santa Claus Jones. I got it, you know, but it's just, it's got on my nerves a little bit. I got to be honest. It did I, I didn't like it? It was nothing there. It's just to make you feel like it's holiday, uh, the holiday gimmick, you know. That's and I get it. I I, I do. I, I I've lived it as a commentator there. Oh gee whiz! I think I actually did stuff beating up Santa or choking Santa out, like on a show. I had a top hat and I read something on one show too during the holidays. So I've partaked in some of the stuff. Doesn't mean I liked it, but I did it. See, I did it. You guys thought I was having a blast. Well, you were wrong. So uh, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Oh, I'm more of a let's get in the ring, lace them up, and go. You know, and if I'm a commentator and I'm done, I'm retired wrestling. I want to, I want to call some good matches. I want, I want to sink my teeth in some good wrestling, or at least a good promo segment. It doesn't have to be just be a good wrestling match. You know, I just, you know, this thing was long. This whole holiday thing, but I'll tell you, it was good. Speaking of promo segments, and which kicked off SmackDown. The interaction uh, with Shane and Daniel Bryan, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. It was kind of lengthy, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked Shane's performance in this. I liked Daniel. I, I think I said it in the past. I really think these two guys, they have a very good chemistry interacting with each other. They do. I would assume at some point we're going to see Shane probably i i thought it'd be daniel but shane turned heel maybe i don't know and just crack daniel if daniel could take a bump I don't, I don't know what's going on with that part but they explained a little bit of the whole double ref thing from night the champions and all that stuff and shane went into a detailed gimmick of re, you know, reenacting the whole thing and explained himself and then basically daniel Bryan's like well i saved you from yourself type thing and you know it was there was a lot of tension it was uh it felt right. It felt good. It felt real. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I want to see. I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more. I, I don't think we saw Shane anymore, though. Now I was flipping back and forth to the Bucks and the Cavaliers. It was a good basketball game on, but I did watch most of uh, SmackDown. I don't remember seeing Shane anymore. Um, but it was. It was. You know. It was. Uh, the interaction with those two guys were very good. I really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed Charlotte's promo. I thought Charlotte did a good job. I thought, man, she did like, it was kind of had like a shoot feel, like, you know, kind of a shoot feel saying that the public spoke, meaning about the the all-women first ever Royal Rumble match, you know. And she got it to talk about and putting over the fans, putting over the WWE Universe and you guys saying, hey, you know, you guys basically spoke up on, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, spoke up on social media and the management, the front office heard it. 
So it's because of you guys that we have the match, uh, and this you guys broke down the walls. And, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that, um, you know, because I think WWE tries their best to listen to the audience, but they do think they know best for what you want as opposed to what they think you want, I guess. And some of that I understand, and I kind of agree with them a little bit on that. I get it, you know. Uh, we as an audience, as a whole, we're paying for their content. So, uh, you know, we should trust in them to a degree that they know what we want, you know, as a whole, as a whole, you know. So, um, but Charlotte, you know, I thought her promo seemed genuine. There was a, man, a good portion of it where I thought, wow, she's going to turn like, nasty heel here early in this promo. I just, she didn't do it, but I thought she was gonna. I really did. Um, uh, and then they went into doing angles after that. But but uh, it, there was an opportunity there for her, you know, um, before Naomi came out, like for her to really turn heel, heel, heel. But it's probably not time. I just was thinking they need someone to bury this Raw Rumble first time ever female thing. You know, they, uh, they need a woman to do it, not a guy. You know, and it's just a heat, heat gimmick. And I think Charlotte could do it with no problem. But uh, I think they had their chance. They didn't do it. They, instead, they went into a tag match here and uh, and beat one of the Riot Squad. And they just got there a couple weeks ago, and, and they, beat, they beat one of these girls already. So that was a little bit of a head-scratcher, to be frank. But, um, you know... I, uh, I like I said I liked her promo I like Charlotte's promo for sure, and the other thing that's jumped out to me uh, in this show was Dolph Ziggler. Now, another really good promo segment, and his promo I really enjoyed it. Um, I really liked the little nuance of of showing his legacy there in WWE. And the success he's had and that he's won, you know, uh, all these championships and won this. And they, they had a lower third with the date or whatever, the year. And they had the current announcers voice it over. And they did it as not a video package. They did it what you call B-roll. So it's, and I've talked to you guys before about B-roll, where the roll, the, 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 what they're shooting live in the ring is A-roll. B-roll is secondary footage. So they did B-roll. It's inside baseball talk. So they did, showed some B-roll, and they kept going back and forth from A to B-roll. A would be Ziggler and uh, live Ziggler. And they showed a lot of um, his history and his titles. As I'm watching, I'm like, Dang, man, you, you can't complain, Ziggler. You even been pushed, son. <laughs> Good lordy B. This guy's had, uh, you know, he's done, I knew he's done well there, but he's done really well. I mean, he could never say he ain't been pushed. Shit. He's, he's did well for himself there. So, and they, they did good on this B-roll, his footage on, on him, and it galvanized him as the current U.S. champion by doing that. I thought it was it was very smart. Um, and the way they did it, and by not having the original commentary on there, I like that they did that. Even though I don't remember what matches I've called. I'm sure I was on some of those matches calling them. I don't even remember. It's no knock on Dolph. I I can't I called so many matches. I, I can't remember which what I called. You people know better than me. Um, but I I like that the current announced teams we're um, doing the voiceover on it because it just it, it keeps it more fresh. Um, you don't want to keep reminding people about 
you know, uh, whatever, whoever, JR or or Taz or JBL or, or you know, maybe Jerry Lawler because he still does some work for them. Yeah, I just don't think, or Joey Styles, maybe he's done some of the stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know who called some of Dolph's stuff. My point is, you don't want to keep doing it. You know, sometimes we hear it. We'll hear the commentators, like during my time as a commentator there, we will hear some of that audio sometimes, but I... I don't think it's I, I don't get offended when they don't do that when they I think it's better to have the new guys the young guys the current guys I know when I was a commentator there and if there was an old video package or b-roll and they were going to keep the original commentator commentating commentating in it I know Cole and I used to get like annoyed like dude what that with to each other not bitching to the bosses like you know just you know you, know, you get disgruntled at work just like you know, you guys get disgruntled at work. It's the same. It's a job. You know, like you get pissed off. Like, why, why do we gotta throw a package? You know, when we're listening to guys that are not commentating anymore, or when we were in a rivalry with Jr. and King, and we were smacked and they were raw. Like, why do we gotta throw to a package when we hear Jr. and King? We don't want to hear them on our show. You know that type of thing. Because they called this match way back. Whatever. You know, it, it gets you annoyed because you're competitive. You're competitive, and that's 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 what makes money <laughs> that's what gets you over being competitive so i um you know i have no problem with them using the the um current color commentators uh doing their stuff i, I think they should and they could just basically talk in an overview and kind of narrate it as opposed to the original commentary I, I i i'm in i'm in favor of it i have no problem with it um i'm also in favor <coughs> excuse me of let me take a sip of water hold on Yes. Ah. Um, I am also in favor of this unique angle they're doing here with Dolph, where he basically, again, paraphrasing, said, you don't deserve me to the audience, and he laid the title down in the middle of the ring, the U.S. title. Um, I, I, I have no problem with this. I think it's kind of cool because I, I don't know where they're going. It kind of seems like they're... You know, this guy didn't want ring music no more, and he was ripping everybody who had fanfare and pomp and circumstance and a push like that. So now it's like he's so deep and he's so, like, dark mentally, like the character, not him personally, that he just, he, he just, he doesn't think you as an audience is even worthy for him to be the, <clears throat> the champion. The championship, <clears throat> he's so much bigger than the title type of attitude, not in, you know, that's just like, I guess, who he's portraying. Now, I hope the announcers can tell that story. Um, I wouldn't hold your breath. I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe it will. I hope it does. But I think that's where they're going. Now, the announcers didn't do that once he laid the title down, because you can't. It's way too early. You got to let that thing evolve. You know, you can't just jump the gun. You know, it's that's bad. You get in trouble for that. And it's bad commentary. It's leading the audience. It's you're not letting the story play out. You know, you're just you're, you're stooging off just because you know the end game, the end line, the end whatever. So you stooge it off. You know, that's bad. Um, but I do think this could be some deep storytelling by the announcers if they go where they're going with this guy. I think they're going. I like it. It's different. He put the title down. He walked away. No music. I know he has no music in his entrance. I felt the whole thing. I did. I felt the whole thing. Um, but there's something that I didn't not only only didn't feel, but I absolutely despised and hated. And I still 
for the life of me, cannot understand why they allowed this to happen. And I'm going to explain to you in a second what I'm talking about. So try to remember back what happened. Daniel Bryan, oh, Daniel Bryan, damn. Ziggler cuts the promo, ba 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 and then he lays the title, puts the title down. He didn't throw it down, which was smart. He's still a U.S. champ. He placed it on the mat and walked out. And he announces, they, uh, one, like Corey, one of them might have said one, like, what is he doing? What does that mean? And that's the right thing to do. You can want to ask questions. Not too many, a little bit, so the audience ponders. Now, I feel they should have went to black, meaning go right to commercial break. And then come back from commercial break and then show B-roll. Uh, Tom Phillips says, this is what happened. Dolph Ziggler, the U.S. champion, well, is he? I don't know, did something very strange. And then show it. The tail end of, and the announcers don't say nothing. Then you hear Ziggler's promo from Ziggler. And then he puts the title down and walks away. Okay? Then you do an on camera, and they look at each other. What's going on? I don't know. You know Byron Sal. Uh, I don't know. I don't, you know they, they, they don't have the answers. And then you go backstage to Daniel Bryan. Okay? Instead, this is what they did. <laughs> the title gets put down in the middle of the ring by Dolph Ziggler, the U.S. title. The announcers, one of them asks one question, and then the you see the title in the ring close up, and then they go right backstage to Daniel Bryan on telephone. Okay. Couple things. Daniel Bryan says something just that was like not even it was like like, yeah, I know, it's strange, and no one knows who he's talking about because he didn't reference Ziggler. Maybe he was talking about Shane McMahon. So it was, uh, you know, it was meant for people to wonder, like, you know, what was he talking about? Like, ambiguous, you know? It was meant to be like that. That sucks, okay? That, that absolutely sucks. You don't do that there. This guy's the U.S. champion. He just put the title down. You got to have Daniel Bryan. If you're not going to go to commercial, which you should have, if you're not going to go to black, which you should have, and let this thing breathe, you're not going to come back from the break and reset and 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 re, uh, reinforce what happened, then, then at least have the freaking GM or whatever Daniel Bryan's role is, GM or well, I don't even know what his title is, let him react to it. He, he's, he's a massive part of in- storyline of the management of the show of the brand why, why is he not reacting like whoa what the, what's going on with our u.s ch-? like you know act, he should be perplexed and if he's going to be on a phone with somebody he should be watching a monitor like i can't believe what i don't know what's i gotta talk to ziggler i don't know what the hell just happened you got and then i don't even remember i was so mad i don't remember who walked in the room to talk to daniel bryan and i don't care it, it doesn't matter. You you got to treat that title and what that guy Ziggler did with that title like, what the heck is going on here? And Daniel Bryan is the perfect guy to do it as a, an authority figure. I do think they should have went the other route of going right to black and going to commercial and let that thing breathe and then come back and reset. That's what they should have done. But if you have, uh, if you're crushed for time and you got to get, this shit in because sometimes it's tight with time and i know because i've worked enough on these shows these smackdowns i know how it is in post-production also even though this was live then you gotta have homeboy react now if someone says well it was taped the that was like a pre-taped thing with daniel bryan so he probably didn't see it or didn't know that ziggler put the title down in the ring live and i would tell you Whoever you are, if you are saying that, that you are wrong. 
like one zillion percent wrong, like I'd bet my life on it, uh, you're dead wrong. Because let's say that Daniel Bryan was taped and it wasn't live, which could be. He knows, and the, sh- the company knows, the, the showrunner knows. They know, the producers backstage know what's happening right before they come backstage to Daniel Bryan on the phone. They know. That's written in the show. That part is written in the show. I can assure you. I can assure you. And and if it's live, then he, he you know, you, and I'm not blaming Daniel. He that, that that's that comes from the top. They got to make the writers and Vince. They got you know they know better than that. You got to. I wouldn't be shocked if Vince wasn't pissed because I think that the Daniel Bryan thing was live. Right after the, the Ziggler thing. Even if it was taped live, it don't matter. You got to react. I've worked on enough shows in WWE, TNA, where, you know, live stuff's in the ring and then there's taped stuff backstage. It's 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 continuity. It's consistency. That's why you have run sheets. That's why you have a, a quasi-script of what's going to happen in each segment. That doesn't mean everything's written verbatim, but you have an overview of what's going to happen. I don't know. It's just that that was just bad. That 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 I, I love the angle and the, the Ziggler thing. If I'm Ziggler, dude, yo, I'm going right to Vince. I ain't going to anybody else. I'm like, sir, why why didn't Daniel Bryan? Why didn't you guys have him react? Why? Why didn't he react? I would you have to ask Vince McMahon that. You know what Vince McMahon's gonna say to Ziggler? You know what Vince McMahon would say to Dolph Ziggler if Dolph said that? He would say, Dolph, you're right. We we dropped the ball. I guarantee you that Dolph Ziggler, that, that Vince would say that to him. And now what I just told you, you'll hear about in three weeks on all the copy-paste sheets and all the dirt sheets because they'll be three weeks late after I tell you how things go. <laughs> like the latest thing, whatever the hell just happened. Oh, the uh, one fall gimmick. I, and I, I talked about that a month ago, and now it's news that Vince didn't like it. I told you that a month ago. Uh, so anyway, yeah, they, 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 they handled this wrong. And, and if Ziggler's pissed and he goes to Vince, I don't blame him. And Vince is going to apologize because it was done wrong. It was done b- poorly. It was done bad. Uh, that part was done badly. I'm telling you right now, you, you can't. You just can't. You know, just not the way things go. I'm sorry. It's just not the way it is. Uh, hey, guys, you know, it's still on the holidays right now. So uh, listen, here's the deal. Look, you know the risk of driving drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. You could get arrested, incur uh, huge legal expenses, and possibly even lose your job. You knew the consequences of driving drunk, and you were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Too drunk to drive means too drunk for complicated apps. Safer Ride is the simplest possible way to get home safe and only has three self-explanatory buttons on the home screen. You can call a friend, locate and call a cab company or bring up a map of your current location. Help NHTSA end drunk driving by doing your part and use the NHTSA Safer Ride app to get home safely today. So, uh, all right, guys, look, so that's the deal. I should be dropping another um, pod this week, and hopefully it's tomorrow, and it's details about uh, 2018 for yours truly and the Taz Show. So it's an exciting time, and we'll see what happens, and uh, that's the deal. So, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please spread the word. Uh, your boy's not going nowhere in 2018. Step up. Sounds cool. Well, I think I'm growing up. That's what it sounds like. We'll see. Anyway, news should drop tomorrow on uh, Wednesday, kids. Thank you again for everything, guys. I appreciate it. Look, I'm Taz. You're not. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow, probably. Adios. Yeah.
Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grace We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting